0: Welcome to the Manager Matt Podcast Show. The show is designed to give you solutions to your day-to-day management and leadership problems. It's hosted by Matthew Haddock, a frontline manager and leader with over 25 years of experience. If you're ready, then let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Manager Matt Podcast Show, a weekly show designed to help you as a manager and a leader become the best version you can. By giving you the tools to deliver the results you need. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the show so you'll never miss an episode and share it with anyone else you think might benefit. Right, without any more delay, let's get on with this week's show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's show. I hope you're all feeling well and not under the weather like I am. A little bit of a croaky voice today, so if you hear a bit of coughing, don't worry, I'm trying my best, you know, to soldier through as you do as a leader. So what's bringing you to this week's show? Well, this week's show is around conflict resolution. So a couple of podcasts ago, I talked around what causes conflicts inside workplaces. What are the drivers which really get things going? And this week, I want to walk you through the ideas of how you can, as a leader, have a strategy to make sure that these conflicts are resolved, especially at work. Uh, we know that there's conflicts everywhere. People face conflicts and there's always clashes. But in work especially, it can really be a, 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 po- a point where you can uh, have a lot of trouble. So it's really important that as a boss, uh, you know that these challenges are going to land on your door. And you need to make sure that you've got some strategies and some tactics to try to sort these out as soon as you can. Now, there'll be some minor Conflicts in work, and sometimes they're not even worth causing. or call them conflicts. If you think of how many times somebody has an argument about the air conditioner and being too hot or too cold, or somebody not putting the staplers back in the staples uh, machine. If we still use staples, maybe we don't anymore. Um, a majority of them can be basically dealt with pretty easy. Uh, but then, of course, you go up that ranking to some things that cause major problems, which could lead to a real bust-up. So, if you think of of conflict outside of the normal working thing if you if you think of conflict in a global sense let's think of it in a in a sense of of peace and war you've got the idea where you've got this happy real life kind of situation where there's peace now you might argue there's never really any peace everyone's got some sort of um you know axe to grind but you might have a a peace a Sort of stability, and then if you imagine a curve going up, a bit of a bell curve, you may have unsti- stability, you might have some sort of crisis as it moves up that one. Then it gets worse, and there's tension. There may be a buildup of forces, and, and you know, rhetoric gets ramped up, and things get worse and worse. And then, you know, oh, God forbid, there's then a war would break out, and there's an actual, you know, if you think of it, a, a major, major war, um, which might be engulfing an area or, or, or countries. Uh, and after that, after a war, there is always a, a change. Or whatever happens, there's an end. And you might have an enforced peace where things are just split up for a while. Then you might have peacekeepers, if you think coming down the curb. Then you have a post-conflict rebuild and then a reconciliation. So if you can remember that, all conflicts has a resolution point. So every conflict in the world, in every conflict between people, there is a resolution. And I truly believe that. Now, some of that resolution, maybe the fact that a person ends up leaving, if you take it back to a business centre, they actually leave the business because they can't. And that's pretty extreme. But a lot of conflicts are in the point where they can be resolved. You can talk through it. You can get some common ground. You can go through that, that idea of peacekeeping and post-conflict rebuilding and get to a point where you've got peace back in your office or in your environment or your work and as a team manager or a team leader uh, you've got to keep an eye on these conflicts because the minor ones around the stapler and the and the aircon can build up and soon you're going up that curve before you know you've got some skirmishes before all hell breaks out and you've got a whole on office war going on and nobody wants that do they in work so what I want to do is go through a top five of why I consider the conflict resolution strategies that you should consider when you have these things going on around you. Because unless you're completely blind to it, you no know, conflict to be there. And the real art of this, and it's something that's difficult to to teach, is when to get involved, when to step in as a manager, uh, and when to really kind of ramp up and make sure that you're kind of damping this down. And realistically, you've got to make sure you go through a process of of resolving it, not just disguising it or hiding it so there's five tips i think is a good point to start when it comes to any kind of conflict and the first one in this conflict is don't ignore the conflict fully enough um, you know, if you leave it, as we've just said, it'll start to fester over time. There'll be repeating things happening. It'll start to grow. It can spread. Conflict can easily spread from one area to another. So, you know, a couple of people who are falling out in the office, then they've got friends who fall out or maybe families work in the place. That can ramp it up. And that growing spread creates this toxic environment that can really go from what you consider a minor situation into a fall out office ca- catastrophe. So as a leader, you can't bury your head in the sand. You can't just wait and see if it blows over. You might think at first it's easy to ignore it. Let's hope it goes away. And maybe you think it has. Sometimes you think, oh, that's brilliant. It seems to resolve resolved itself. Well, I'll tell you it hasn't. It's probably still there, but people are festering on it. So you know not to ignore it. You need to deal with it as a manager. I mean, that does sound simple. No, well, let's just deal with it. But, you know, it's never easy when people are involved, when egos are involved, as we spoke around in conflicts, that that can be a big driver and people's ego can be very bruised very quickly. Um, so you've got to be aware of that. So first thing is first numbers number one in the step is don't ignore the conflict. And then the second one, which moves towards that more practical steps is let's try to clarify what the issue is. So this is, if you think of in any investigation, it's getting the facts. It's time to get to the root of what the issue is. What's causing this conflict? Now, what is the problems? Is it lots of small issues that are building up the tension? Probably. Is it like a pressure cooker that you've been having these small bits, small bits, and then boom, there's a, an explosion. Something really goes wrong. Now, just to point out, most pressure cookers, or all pressure cookers, have a pressure relief valve. I'm not saying you should have pressure relief valves at, at work, but let's think of how you're going to deal with it. If this is going to get pressured and pressured, you need to step in and resolve it. And I would say the first thing you need to do is sit down with each of the people involved who have been involved in this conflict and get their individual perceptions and um, and obviously their views on what the situation is uh, through their lenses. So try to see their world view. It will be different from yours and maybe miles apart, but you need to listen to their views. Ask open questions. You know, ask them around what's the situation, what's going on. Um, Have a word of, you know, what do they think could be the solution? What could be something that we could put in place to try to fix this thing? So that's the second point, which is clarify the issue. And then the third one, which is when you're really stepping into a very hard area. Um, this is bringing the involved parties together. Now, remember, I suppose a bit of a caveat in this is, if this is someone who is actually bringing in a grievance or has made a statement that something has happened that's inappropriate at work, this might not be a step you'd take at this point. This is when you get your conflicts are happening, you've seen them as a manager, you start to bring those guys together. And the next step is to get them in together to talk through each side's view respectfully and actively listening. So get each side to actively listen to what the other one's saying. Um, So the goal is to come up with a common understanding of what, part each part of these people playing a situation you you can't fall out with yourself although i think i know some people who can fall out with themselves but normally in normal civilization you have to have two parties to have an argument argument upon yourself is something completely different and not for this sure so you've got to try and get those people to listen actively respect the other one try to get to the idea of what the the common understanding of what the problem is so you're working with them you're a bit of a mediator at this point can be difficult if you're if you're a boss and high up so this might be where you coach another person to mediate to go through it but as a leader let's not shy away from the fact you're gonna to have to deal with these issues at some point so why not be there be the mediator talk it through i mean the worst thing you can sort of probably say at this point is oh sort yourself out god you're supposed to be grown people get on with it that's just back to point number one you're hiding you're putting your head in the sand so you get them together talk through it and then try to identify the solution. So point four, identify a solution, something that's sustainable. Look at a, 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 an idea of a sustainable resolution. You know, it, it might be something that both parties will have to make work on. You know, remember that work, you don't have to be best mates. You don't have to be buddies for life. But you need to be able to work long-term together in a peace and you can't always have peacekeepers watching the situation forever. So you need to have a point where those people can work on it, get to the resolution that they need and move forward. So point four is identify a solution that both parties to agree to, sign them up to it, almost as we may say as a peace deal, this is what we're going to do, this is how we're going to treat each other in the future and this is what we're going to do. Now, the last point of this, and this again is another skill you need, is around the Uh, continue to monitor. So although you've put this great plan in place, you know, you've got them together. They've both shaken hands. They don't have to shake hands, but if they do, they do. And you've identified a solution that you think sustainable and both parties have signed up to it. You've got to make sure you're monitoring it. So you need to follow up. You need to check, observe behaviors, keep an eye on what's going on. Look for feedback outside the norm. Is it happening? Will it come back again? Have you fixed this problem forever? Or has it just been again, back under the surface? So, you know, we need to make sure we're communicating, communication is key, that we're getting this conflict resolution and then we're getting commitment from them to make sure that they are going to take the steps that they say they're going to take to resolve this problem. And always think of the ownership of the situation. If you want to this avoid complete war, you have to be there. You need to make sure the peace happens because it's your work. It's your team. Remember what we're here for. We're here to deliver results, and most of the time that's through others. So if they're in conflict, they're spending their energy and all their resources in fighting each other. They're not going to be adding to what you need, which is delivering the results at work. So this is one of the ideas that we really need to be um, going through is at the end of it, monitor it, and if it doesn't work out, you need to go back round um, the points. So just as a, a refresher at the end, so what are the five points of conflict resolution? Answered on a postcard. No, the first one, don't ignore the conflict. The second one, clarify what the issue is with the individuals. Third one, bring the individual's parties together with agreement. The fourth one, identify a solution which is sustainable. And the fifth one is continue to monitor the situation going forward. Well, thanks for listening. And as always, it would be great to get your feedback on the show. Not just this show, any of the shows. So please, if you can, take the time to send me an email to managermattpodcast at gmail.com. Answer all the emails myself and would love to engage on new and old topics. And remember, whatever you've heard today, if you don't put it into action, it's not worth listening to. So please go out there, try these points and let me know how it goes. Send an email to managermattpodcast at gmail.com or visit managermat.co.uk for more content. Feedback is a gift, so let's keep giving. See you next week.